Human beings remember stories a lot more than facts or numbers. And the way we do this is by realizing storytelling should always start with the lesson first. The biggest problem that people have with stories in general, Taylor, is we focus too much on what happens instead of saying, what does this do for us? This is the Passive Wealth Strategy Show, the show that will help you escape the Wall Street casino and build wealth on Main Street by investing in real estate. I'm your host, Taylor Lode, and today our guest is Brendan Kumarasamy. And today we're learning communication skills and presentation skills. Brendan shares some actionable knowledge on steps that we can implement right now to take our communication skills to the next level. We learn about how he got started as a communication educator, how he built his skills up kind of accidentally as a communicator and then took those skills on to start his own company and teach others how to be better communicators. I love that he shares some very actionable tips, tools, and strategies that you can get started with right now. Today, you can implement these things and start improving your communication skills today. Whether you're a full-time real estate investor or a busy professional or somewhere in the middle just investing in your free time with a busy W-2, your communication skills are key to your success. Your ability to express yourself to others, to express your points, to get your point across will help you go even further than you are today. It will help you get to the next level. Brendan shares a significant amount of knowledge today. I'm already implementing some of the things that he spoke with us about today, and you're going to learn just just so much. Once again, I'm your host, Taylor Lode. I'm a real estate investor, and to date, I have acquired, invested in, partnered on, or otherwise had a hand in over $250 million of commercial real estate acquisitions. If you'd like to learn more about potentially investing with us on a future deal, just go to investwithtaylor.com. Fill out the form and schedule a call, and I will look forward to speaking with you soon. Don't forget to subscribe and catch us here every Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. Once again, our guest today is Brendan Kumarasamy. We are taking your communication skills to the next level with some actionable tools, tips, and strategies that you can implement today to take yourself up another notch. Without any further ado, here we go. Brendan, thank you so much for joining us today. For listeners out there who don't know about you and your background, can you tell us about what you do and how you teach people to communicate more efficiently and effectively? Absolutely, Taylor. The pleasure is abs- mine. Thanks for having me on the show. So yeah, the, the backstory really quick is I went to business school. I studied in accounting, which is literally the opposite of what I do today. And I, and I <laughs> thought I was going to be working at accounting for my whole life. Then I start competing in case competitions. Think of it like professional sports, but for nerds, Taylor. So while other guys my age are playing football or basketball or some other sport that's probably too dangerous for me to play, I did presentations competitively. That's how I learned how to speak. Then as I got older, I started coaching a lot of students in college on how to communicate. And I developed a skill accidentally on how to coach other people and how to speak. That's what led to the YouTube channel Master Talk with the hope of teaching communication for free for the world. And I coach people on the side too. I love that. It's a very important topic. And I think our ability to communicate with others really drives our ability to earn really no matter what profession we're in, whether it's real estate or anything else. And I'd like to start with first the topic of limiting beliefs and the limiting beliefs that people have around communication and communicating with others. What are some key limiting beliefs that we can look for within ourselves that we can then start to tackle by building these skills of communication? Yeah, it's a fantastic question, Taylor. You know, for me to keep this really simple, 
let's go back to our center of excellence, right? A lot of us listening to this podcast are in real estate, rather investors. We might even be agents. We might be people buying properties, multifamily, single family. Think about all of the success you've had in your real estate career. Was there any fear associated to buying the first property? My guess would be yes, especially with multifamily. Like, oh my God, I have to write that check. I have to figure this out. Oh, what if it doesn't work? (laughs) And then of course, over time, when you own, let's say a hundred doors, 200 doors, you don't really think about it anymore. You're like, okay, like I know how to do this. I've done this before. I've been successful in the past. But what's funny, Taylor, is we do that with everything in our life, whether it's asking somebody on a date applying for a job, going to college, getting married, having children. Even if it's hard, even if it has fear, we do it anyways. But we don't apply that to communication. We just say, oh, I'm scared, so I'm just not going to do it, (laughs) which makes absolutely no sense to me. So instead, the solution becomes the most important limiting belief is where do we find the motivation? Because if we stay focused on the fear, that's what we'll get. If we focused on the fear in real estate, we wouldn't have any doors. We wouldn't have any units versus going, hey, wait a second, what's a reason for me that is so strong that I can think about that makes communication so important that I need to master it? And that's why the question is, how would your life change if you're an exceptional communicator? Just reflect on that. Focus on the why first and what we're going to get back out of developing this skill. So but we have to start somewhere, right? So let's assume, you know, take it for for granted in this case that, okay, we understand our why, why we need to build this skill of communication. Maybe public speaking is is what really most of us are afraid of when we're getting started. But how can we f- take those first couple of swings? Because as you mentioned, that first property is a heck of a lot scarier than the 10th, 20th, 100th property that we're buying. And that's definitely my experience as well as a real estate investor. But in the public speaking realm, how can we get those first couple of reps in, especially as adults, right? Where we're, we don't have a teacher coming to us every couple of months and saying we have to give a presentation in front of the class when we're adults. We don't have somebody forcing us to do it. We have to really compel ourselves to make that first swing. So how can we how can we get that first one? Absolutely, in? Taylor. And the best part is with communication, you don't need to put a five, six figure down payment on this. This is free. <laughs> so communication is like juggling 18 balls at the same time, right? So one of those balls is eye contact, one of them is body language facial expression, storytelling, and get really confusing really quickly. So to your point, the question now becomes, what are the three easiest balls that we can juggle in the air that can help us build momentum for communication mastery really rapidly? Let's start with ball number one, the random word exercise. Pick a word like headset, like xylophone, like sweater, and create random presentations out of thin air. This serves two main purposes, Taylor. The first one is it helps you think on your feet because life is filled with uncertainty. There's so many situations, I'm sure this audience, they were either in an investor meeting, they were talking with a buyer, a seller, an agent, and they just have to go through weird, awkward conversation that they didn't expect. Happens all the time, especially if you're trying to sell something to somebody. So in those types of situations, the random word exercise helps us think on our feet. And the second benefit to that is if we can make sense out of nonsense, we can make sense out of anything. So if you talk about avocado toast, when you go back to selling, whether you're raising capital for a multifamily property, whether you're trying to do a listing if you're an agent, those situations come much easier because they're repeatable. You're always doing the same thing over and over again with different locations. Interesting. So I want to say what was the goal of the exercise, but what's really some parameters that we can put on ourselves 
doing that random object exercise, giving a presentation about a random object? Are we going for time? Are we going for bullet points? And how can we make that really an intentional exercise so that we're not just going through the motions, but we're actually learning and evaluating ourselves through the process? Or, or is that overthinking it? Should we even be evaluating? Just yeah, do it? You're really quick. You're quick on the mic, Taylor. So, so there's two <laughs> parts because I want to acknowledge your share. It's very important, right? Hey, what are the parameters? Like when we're doing an investment property, hey, what's, what's, what's my interest rate on this loan? Can I make the payments? Does it make sense? Can I cash flow this really quickly? So we have to ask ourselves this or else we'll lose a lot of money on the properties. But in the context of communication, I would say let's opt for something different. You know, my philosophy is the first hundred times, and I'm happy to demonstrate if you want, Taylor, I'll leave that up to you. But essentially the idea is the first hundred times doesn't count. That's why I always say, and people can write this down if you want, you don't get points for doing the exercise well. You get points for doing the exercise a lot. And the problem, especially with this community, it's actually a great opportunity. Maybe 1%, less than 1% people listening will actually do it 100 times, Taylor, in their life. But what's interesting is it doesn't take a long time to do it 100 times. Let me make sure this is clear. It takes 60 seconds to do it once. So if you book five minutes in your calendar every day for three weeks and you don't miss a day, you're done. You'll have done it 100 times. It's just most people aren't willing to do it. And then after 100 times, then you can start thinking about the parameters that you described. Okay, let's try and tell a story. Let's try and make it more exciting. But the first 100 just doesn't count. Interesting. Okay, so in this context, are we, to just put more more guardrails up, are we thinking about this in terms of a, a one-on-one conversation, maybe a, a a sales presentation, like a sell me this pen type of thing, the exercise we've heard a hundred times, or are we thinking about in terms of a presentation to a, a room of a hundred people or is it both? Can it be both? Yeah, I would start alone. But honestly, ever since I was a kid, I always wanted a pet, whether it was a house cat, a dog and a different animal until I visited my cousin's house, Taylor. I walked in their house and they had two loud barking dogs. Yeah, they weren't house cats, but they were loud dogs. And after that experience, living indirectly through their experience of owning pets, I realized really quickly at a young age that I probably shouldn't own one. And today, my advice to every business owner, every entrepreneur, is to never own a pet. And the reason is because it's a distraction. Whenever you go on vacation, you have to put it somewhere. Whenever you're trying to do a business deal, you're always thinking about your pet and it creates a distraction in your mind that allows you to create mistakes in your business. So my advice is always forget about the house cat. Maybe you're better off with just a couple of fish. So there you go. That's the random word. (laughs) Okay. Okay. That's fine. I I won't. I'll comment that my wife and I have three cats, but you know it's between the two of us, so they're they're taken well taken care of. But okay, I also appreciate that you you started with a story, and I think stories can really help our our point sink, and that can also give us an an opportunity to think. Was that deliberate? Is that something you do on purpose, or is it purely coincidental? You got it, Taylor. So the key is when you've done it as many times as I have. I'm probably at like three thousand at this point. You get really comfortable. Well, I should do it a lot. I'm the guy teaching it to people. So the key is is when you get really good at it, you start to have fun. So for example, if I had asked you to do the same word, the same exercise, your presentation would have been completely different. You would have talked about how amazing your cats are how much they've changed your life. If we asked a third person randomly on the street, they would have said, what's a house cat? What's the difference between that like a normal cat? And they would have just created a (laughs) confusing presentation. So the most important thing is to have fun. But in terms of what I did, what I always like to start with 
is always a personal story that then leads into a lesson for the audience. But that's my flavor and you don't necessarily have to implement that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. So when we're in a, just a presentation context, should we focus on these personal stories? They have to be anecdotal. What do you think about just the general use of, of story in our communications? For sure. I would say that the, the key to stories is the following, because human beings remember stories a lot more than, than facts or numbers. And the way we do this is by realizing storytelling, you should always start with the lesson first. The biggest problem that people have with stories in general, Taylor, is we focus too much on what happens and instead of saying, what does this do for us? We all have that friend in our life who goes, hey, you wouldn't guess what happened last week. And they start talking. And then it's 25 minutes later and you're like, where is this going? Like, where's what's <laughs> happening? What's the point of all this? So the key is to start with the lesson first. So for one example in my life that I can use is the key lesson that I have on every podcast I guest on is really simple convince anybody who's listening to this that they could become an exceptional communicator, whether in the real estate space or any other space. But how do I achieve that outcome? So now there's a, a bunch of different stories I could tell. I could tell the story about some guy who lived his life and was a terrible speaker and got really good. I could use my own personal story. I could use a bunch of different tools. But the one I, I ultimately use because it gets the best results in achieving my outcome is my own personal story which is I have a physical disability in my left arm. I grew up speaking in a language I didn't know, which is French. I'm based in Montreal in Canada. So I need to know how to speak mm. French. And the communication guy who's coaching all these CEOs and executives has a bachelor's degree in accounting. So if I could do this, I'm pretty sure anyone else can. <laughs> so that gets the best results. But the key is to test different stories. Interesting. Okay. So I think in any industry, especially with, with thought leaders, you generally have pretty specific thoughts about your own industry. And what I mean by that is you probably see an awful lot of good and bad advice put out by others. And I don't want to focus too much on the bad, but I do want to ask about the bad. Like what bad advice do you see in the world of communication? and, and Absolutely. And this actually ties very well into my origin story. As you can probably tell from looking at me, I'm not the oldest guy you've had on the show. So, right? so for me, what, what gave me the confidence to even share these ideas? So let me break this down to three categories. And like you said, we won't touch on too much, but I'll give you a few thoughts to think about. So the main three pillars of, of the differentiation I think I brought to the industry was simplicity, practicality, and generosity. Simple tips that are practical, easy to understand, and given in a generous way. You know, for me, the philosophy is information should be free and implementation should be the fee. Just give everything away for free. And the point that I want to drive with the story was I was a 22-year-old kid. I was in my last semester of college. I didn't think I was going to be an entrepreneur. I, I despised entrepreneurship. It was never something I wanted to do because I had such a great job lined up. I was, I was working as a technology consultant. I was going to be an executive at an IBM type company. That's what I thought I was going to do with my life. But then when somebody gave me the idea for Master Talk, I started watching other PhDs. Not, I'm not a PhD, but PhDs in the subject, just teaching communication. And the, the biggest thing that was missing was it was too theoretical. Like it was obvious to me that they didn't really have a business getting people results in communication. Example, we hear advice all the time, like picture people in their underwear. I was like, okay, like what if they're attractive? Like, what do you do? Stare at them the entire present? So that, that doesn't make any sense. The second piece is always the focus on the fear. I see so many of these experts. That's, I mean, they're colleagues of mine, other friends, but at the time I was a little bit angrier. And I would just go, you know, they would, they would always get up on a podium. And the first thing that comes out of their mouth is, did you know that after death, 
the fear of speaking is rampant throughout society. It's like the number two fear in the world. And my thought on this is like, okay, guys, but if our goal is to make them better as speakers, the general public, why do we even bring up the fear? We should just focus on the outcome. That's why I created the question, hey, how would your life change if you're an exceptional communicator? It's such a simple question. Literally nobody before me, Taylor, has thought about that question. And then the last one is just simplicity, you know, bringing that structure. Do the random word exercise, then do the question drill, then send video messages. It's a specific order, a systematic approach to master communication. Okay. So how do you get, how do you, how do you teach these lessons in a way that sticks with your audience or, or your, your, your students, your coaching clients? Because one of the th things that I found personally in, in really any area of professional development, when I'm trying to learn something is stuff just doesn't stick. You know, I wasn't the best student back in the day and I'm, I'm really still not. So how do you help these lessons or like, how do you really drill them in? So that people will learn and, and apply them and not just be, you know, frankly, wasting their time. I mean, I highly doubt you're a bad student given the quality of the questions that you're asking me, Taylor. But <laughs> but sure, let's assume that if you'd like. But, you know, for me, the game has been, and I'm sure you teach this a lot when it comes to investing in real estate, you learn by doing. You know, you're going to make mistakes and it's through those mistakes that help you. It's just what's nice in, in my field. Those communications mistakes don't cost you a lot of money. They actually don't cost you any money pretty much. So let's take the random word exercise. Notice how I didn't just say, do the random word exercise. I said, Taylor, just give me a word. I'll demonstrate it. So, so even in the podcast, we're learning by doing. So for me, the philosophy is it's one ball at a time. So whenever I'm coaching a client, and that's what's nice about communication, it doesn't really matter what field you're in, you always start with the random word exercise. And the focus is just get to 100. Don't worry about anything else. And then the second they get to 100, they go, oh, this is really good. And then we go to ball two. But the main idea is learning by doing. I always like to say, Taylor, that the best way to speak is to speak. Like you need to get better. It's like when you started your podcast. I'm sure episode one isn't as good as what you're doing now. And that's really the key. You got to keep pushing. And then I'll just mention the other two exercises. Question drill, which will, will be very profitable for anyone in real estate, is just make a list of questions that you think investors or potential investors will ask you about your property. Not just the ROI, because we all know they're going to ask that, but ask questions more about what are the amenities? What's different about this property than all the other properties on the streets? So you'll get a couple of left balls, uh, curve balls rather, that a lot of people don't, aren't proactive about. And that's how I built my expertise in communication. Every single day for five minutes, answer one question for five minutes on your expertise. In a year, you'll have answered 365 questions. And then the last one is send video messages to people who either invest in your properties or people in your life, and you'll get a lot better on video a lot faster. Interesting. So the video message one is really interesting. I guess the 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 how is not as important as like the why, but I'm very curious about like what platforms you use, what or which your single platform, what length of video you do, like some of the nuts and bolts of of sending those videos. What, what yeah, I think me and Tom Ferry have a very similar perspective on this, which is it's a binary thing. We're either doing it or we're not doing it. So the most important thing is not, hey, how good is this video? Is the lighting right? Is my face correct? But rather the real, the stark realization rather, Taylor, that the vast majority of people don't send even one video message a year. What I will say, though, contextual to this industry, this advice is a lot more profitable and applicable to real estate agents. Because let's say you're building relationships on a listing with somebody who, who goes through you. 
and you want more referral business from that person, you're sending them video messages to maintain a relationship with them. So I do this all the time with my clients. When it's their birthday, it's on my Google calendar. I put a stupid birthday hat on. I let her take out my video and I just send them one. So in terms of the platform, to keep it really simple, you could use you know text, literally text on your phone. There's a way to send a video directly in the app. You don't even need another solution. If you're on WhatsApp, you could use Telegram, you could use Facebook. It's really any social media platform that you're on, you're connected with them. You can just send the video message directly through the app. And the, the what you send is really simple. It's 20 seconds and you just go, hey, I was just thinking about you. I really appreciate everything that you're doing in my life. And I hope you're having a wonderful day. Just wanted to check in. That's it. Super simple. And people appreciate it because nobody sends them video messages. That is true. That is a really good point. So before we move on to the three questions I ask every guest on the show, I'm curious when you work with your clients and you're teaching people one-on-one, uh, what is the best question that you get from them? And you can assign the judge's value on your own, what you think is the best question. And then on the other side of that, what is the worst question that people ask? And you can you can do the value assessment on that, but what do you think? For sure, for sure. I would say the worst question, though I might call you out a little bit, is is around the parameters. Hey, what what's the parameters around? Actually, no, that is not the worst question. You actually remind me of which the one. <laughs> the worst question I get asked in communication is what book should I read on communication? I'll tell you why. Okay, really quick. One of, one of my one of my CEO clients asked me that a year ago, and I just played, I, play, I called this bluff a little bit. I said, okay, let's say I recommended a book. Let's call him John. How many hours would you spend or minutes would you spend a week reading that book? And there's nothing wrong with books, but hear me out. And then he would say, I don't know, Brendan, you're right, I'm busy. Maybe I would spend 45 minutes reading that book every, every week. I go, perfect, John, here's what you're going to do instead. You're going to book 45 minutes with me, and you're going to do the random word exercise 30 times in 45 minutes. How does that sound? And they go, oh, okay, I got the point. So, so that's the key. You know, we can learn lessons all day, or we can just come to the realization that, hey, 0.1% of the people listening to this podcast, Taylor, will do the following, which is book 15 minutes in their calendar for the next 30 days to do all three of these exercises. Random word exercise for five minutes, one question a day, not 10, one question a day for five minutes. <laughs> Are you booking time in your calendar? I'm <laughs> writing it down. Right? One question a day, any question that someone's going to ask you about real estate, it doesn't need to be serious. Just, okay, what's the, what's the cake here on your property? What's, what's this cash flow? What's your track record? And then the third piece is just send three video messages every day. If you just do those three things, I have not met a single person in my career, Taylor, that has done this consistently without me yelling at them to do it. So if you're just <laughs> doing that, my God, you'll be better than most people in the industry. That's why I always say that if you communicate 20% better than your competition, not 100%, 20%, you will stand out 100% of the time. So that's the worst question I get asked. The best question I get asked, I would say the best question I get asked is probably, what do I do if I'm already exceptional? If I'm already great at speaking? So let's assume somebody has implemented everything. Okay, Brendan, I sent the video messages, I did the random word exercise, which is a very small percentage of people, by the way. I did all of that. I, I made a lot more money. I created a lot more impact. I, I sent a video message to my grandmother, and now there, she's like freaking out. She's like, oh my God, my nephew is sending me a video message. I'm freaking. What do I do now? Now, now I'm really good. How do I play this? And what, what I encourage people in that category to reflect on, people who really want to be the top 1% in their category, is they have visions for their business, Taylor. 
They have visions for their relationships. They have visions for their health. Maybe the number of doors they want to have. Oh, I want a thousand units by such and such date. But they don't really have visions for their communication. What do I want my communication to look like? And that's the problem. We look at the person who has the money. We look at the person who has the doors. We look at the person that has the success. But the question that we fail to ask is what kind of communicator is that person? Like the person who has 10 times more success, what kind of communicator are they? How do they convey their message? Because you need to work on that communication gap too. So that's what I challenge them to, to think about. Interesting. But I would bet more often than not, when somebody thinks they're an exceptional communicator and they would ask you that type of a question, you would probably say, "You slow down. You're not there yet. I, I would, but but I would say in the context of your question, let's let's assume the person's humble about it. Like, Okay, I'm exceptional. You're right. Most of the time I get that question, they're not exceptional, but let's assume, hey, I've done all the work. I've done it. What do you think is next for me is probably the best question. Better phrase. Great. Great. Awesome. Right now, we're going to take a quick break for our sponsor. Are you looking for a way to easily track your rental property finances? Check out Stessa. Stessa makes managing real estate investments simple. You can easily keep track of the performance, finances, and the paper trail of your rental properties. Our listeners can get started for free and then upgrade at any time to unlock their more advanced tools. And the even better news is that the upgrade is very affordable and will not break your bank. Smart investors know that tracking the numbers, tracking the money, tracking the finances is what really drives your success. Check out Stessa. It'll make your property finances easier. Just go to escapingwallstreet.com. Scroll down to the Stessa logo and get started for free. Now back to the show. All right, Brennan, I've got three questions I ask every guest on the show. Are you Let's ready? Let's do it. Great. First one, what is the best investment you ever made other than in your education? Probably not the most money that I've made, but it's the one that, that I've thought of, which I think is funny, is refinancing my mom's mortgage before the interest rates went up. I think we locked in like a 2% interest rate. So her mortgage is like, Six or seven hundred dollars a month. It's wild. So yeah. I mean, that is a big time wealth building opportunity that may maybe once in a lifetime opportunity. Oh, yeah. So it's good to take advantage of it. So we had the best investment. Now we go to the other side of that coin, the worst investment. What is the worst investment you ever made? The worst investment I ever made. What I'm gonna spend this a little bit differently. The worst investment I ever made was in time, not money. So it was sending 50,000 cold emails to university professors. Let me give you the context, Taylor. So when I started MasterTalk, my initial thought, because obviously I was a little bit more mature back, immature, not mature, immature back then, was I was saying, okay, if I just send 50,000 cold emails to university professors across the US and Canada, they'll just share my YouTube videos with their students. But because their students change every year, I'll have unlimited distribution and the YouTube channel will explode. And that sounds good on paper. It's like, oh, that's brilliant. It's like, oh, of course, why didn't anyone else think of that? And every single day, because I didn't know how to do automated email sequences, so every single day I would manually <laughs> send 500. I'm not, I wish I was lying about the number. I literally was sending, I would open all of their websites, the faculty websites individually. I'd pull 500 emails. And after probably two or 3,000, it was pretty obvious that these people did not want to hear from me, right? They were really old, you know, archaic. They didn't really like the, a young guy creating content on communication, especially the communication props, funny enough. But the mistake I made and why it's the worst investment of time is I was too stubborn. 
instead of stopping after 2000 and saying, why don't I just reach out to podcast hosts? I just kept going for the whole 50,000 and wasted a whole summer doing that. Interesting. Well, time is also our most precious resource, but you did learn the lesson eventually. So that's what really matters. My favorite question here at the end of the show is what is the most important lesson you've learned in business and investing? Yeah, I would say the best lesson that I've learned in business and investing, and I'm sure you've heard it from other guests, is stick to your zone of excellence, right? What is your sphere of excellence when it comes to investing? You can make money a hundred different ways, a thousand different ways, actually, probably thousands of different ways. But there's a few games that you can win that you have a really high degree of certainty in. Like, you know, Warren Buffett is one of the arguably one of the greatest investors of all time. And he really believed in this idea of, I invest in what I know. So that's why for me, a lot of my wealth goes into index funds. Because I know I can't beat the market. So I just go, okay, let me just buy an S&P 500 index, invest into different areas that, I'm, that I have a really strong competence in. But most of my capital will go back into the business. Because I know that I will be successful in my own business. I know it's working and it's growing and I'm being successful. And I know I have alpha there. So I need to put my time there. So I, I would say invest in your sphere of excellence. I love that. I love that. Well, Brennan, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing all of this knowledge. If folks want to reach out, if they want to track you down, if they want to learn more about what you're up to or anything like that, where can they find Absolutely, you? Absolutely, Taylor. It's such a pleasure. Thanks for having me on the show. Two ways to keep in touch. The first one is the YouTube channel. Just check out Master Talk in One Word and you'll have access to hundreds of free videos on how to speak. And the second way to keep in touch is I do a free communication training that's live over Zoom every two weeks. So you can see me facilitate the workshop as well. If you want to jump on that, that's rockstarcommunicator.com. Awesome. Well, thank you once again for joining us today. To everybody out there, thank you for tuning in. If you're enjoying the show, please take a moment and leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Five stars if you don't mind, you guys. I appreciate that so, so much. That helps other people learn about the show because that helps us rank higher in the Apple Podcast ecosystem. And I'm always honest with you guys. That gives me a nice little warm and fuzzy feeling because I get to see that you're engaging with the content and you're escaping the Wall Street Casino along with us. Don't forget to subscribe and catch us here every Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. Right now, I hope you have a great rest of your day and we'll talk to you on the next one. Bye-bye.